You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Subscribe to the Astros Podcast. Joined by Justin Verlander getting the ball on opening day. Steve Sparks here, and I'm with Lance McCullers. Tons of interviews. Robert Ford joined by Michael Brantley. Alex Bregman. Carlos Correa returning to the lineup today. Highlights. That is line in the right field, and that's going to get down for a base hit. High deep, and it's gone. A grand slam. Follow your favorite team. Subscribe to the Astros podcast. We definitely love playing in front of our fans in Minute Maid Park. For the H. They never said it would be easy. This is the Houston Astros Radio Network. Mike Coffin sitting in for Robert Ford alongside Steve Sparks. Sparky, how are you doing, sir? Doing great, Michael. Thanks for letting me join you today. Well, it's, uh, the, the honor is mine. And our very special guest today is... Give uh, that man another beer. <laughs> Our very special guest today is Astros outfielder Miles Straw. Miles, you're you're a busy man these days. Thank you for joining us. Uh, glad to be here. Uh, I was going to stop you. Is is this the Facebook Live right here? This is it. That is. Okay. Say hello, cool. world. How's How are you? Um, you smell fantastic. The uh, Facebook. Never mind. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Busy. Got the got the baby girl here tonight. So. Uh, she keeps us pretty busy. That's awesome. When, was your, when was your baby born, Miles? Uh, the fourth. She's actually a month old today. So a month old today. Yep. What's it like being a dad? Uh, less sleep. It's awesome, though. Uh, you know, she gets me ready for the days. She usually wakes me up around 5 or so, so uh, gets the day rolling, and then, you know, get to go hang out with the guys, and uh, she's definitely something to look forward to when I get home. Beautiful what was thing. The, what was the initial thought when you first held your little baby in your arms? Were, were you thinking, oh, my gosh, I'm responsible for yeah. this little baby? Yeah, I couldn't believe it. Uh, yep. um, it's, it's hard to put into words. It's just it's something everyone has to experience. So uh, until you hold that, I mean, the words, the words don't really you know, describe the feeling. And, uh, you know, she, she's awesome. I got, a, I got a question because I've dealt with this, you know, a little bit. Uh, are you going to let your daughter date a baseball player? <laughs> I, don't, I haven't thought about it that far yet. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. Just, uh, I mean, I'm sure I would, but um, definitely get to know him first. It's got to be the right one. There's, yeah. a, there's a, a catcher for the Nationals, Jan Gomes, whose father-in-law swore that he would never let his daughter date a baseball player. And it was Atlee Hamaker ended up being Jan Gomes' father-in-law. But he said, no way. He ends up being Jan Gomes, and they've been married for 15 years now. Wow. That's incredible. Never know. Well, certainly, Riley puts things in, into perspective for sure. Uh, obviously, you know, competing for a, a spot on this club, uh, here we are in, in spring training, and you're tied for the Grapefruit League League in, in home runs. What's the deal with all these bombs, my man? Uh, that little girl right there, hopefully. <laughs> but, um, no, I mean, just uh, working with, you know, the hitting coaches and – uh, kind of just tweaking a few things, you know, in the mornings and, you know, throughout the days with, uh, you know, Snicker and Centrone and some of the guys have helped me, you know, players as well, just uh, trying to get things right, uh, you know, getting the ball in the air to left field more. So, you know, it's been working so far and kind of keep that rolling would be nice. So, Miles, coming up through the minor leagues for you, everybody talked about, you know, you're a right-handed hitter. You go to the right side with just about everything. Uh, when you looked at, at ways to position against you defensively it looked like it could be pretty easy even though you're really fast 
What do you got to do to get the ball in the air to, to left field? What are people telling you? Uh, I mean, you just get out, get the bat head out there, uh, drive the ball to left field, uh, just be on time, be early, and, uh, you know, I, just not making contact as deep as, you know, I usually would. Uh, and, uh, like I said, just getting the ball out in front of the plate and, and letting, it eat, letting it eat a little bit. What does bit. it feel like when you connect? Uh, I mean, the, the two good. that you pulled over the fence, I mean, they went out a long yeah. way. Oh, yeah, no, it was fun. I mean, when you get to jog, that's, that's always the best feeling. So, uh, you know, the end of the park was a little tiring for – Several innings. So you mentioned the inside the park home run a couple of weeks ago against St. Louis. What is it? Exhaustion, elation. What's going through your mind when it, whenever you slide across on plate? Yeah, exhaustion. <laughs> just uh, kind of you kind of need a, just a second to lay there and just you know recuperate yourself. And uh, got back into the dugout and I actually laid down for a little bit. So, <laughs> what's um, what's more exciting? An inside the park home run for a player, a, a walk off grand slam, or or stealing home? What do you think? A walk-off grand slam for sure. I mean, I've never experienced it, but it's got. I mean, like I said, you get to jog. Would so. you rather hit a home run or rob a home run? Rob a home run for sure. Really? Oh yeah. So sure. w- when you're rounding the bases, I mean, you got to know. And I've heard Springer scream about this a few times. Gary Pettis is going to send you. Oh yeah. Yeah, you know, more likely than not. So I mean, you can't ever assume that he's going to put up the stop sign. So you got to assume I'm going. So you got to gear up, don't you? Oh yeah, yeah. Gary's crazy. He just sends about anyone. So. uh <laughs> You know, sometimes I don't even see him wave, and you just kind of go on your own. So uh, Gary does a good job at third, and uh, he does. yeah, he's he's one of the best in the game for sure. Well, you're one of the fastest in the game, and uh, obviously a, a tremendous uh, minor league career, 80% stolen base success rate. Uh, I think in the big leagues, something like 10 for 11. So you also pick your spots very well as well. Uh, one thing in 18, you, you doubled your stolen base count. What was the impetus behind that? I mean, was it just okay? I want to run more. Uh, tell us about that that thought process. Uh, yeah, it was in spring training. It was the following spring of the 38. I think I thought, yeah, 38 or 39 right. stolen bases. I came to spring training the following year, and uh, you know Jeff Luno and AJ. They told me that you know they were super close from calling me up from the postseason that year. So uh, get your it attention. Con- exactly, it motivated me to. Uh, you know, I was like, wow, well, if I can, you know, maybe if who knows if I steal 50 or 60, you know, that could be my, you know, that could be my opportunity. So, and then um, you stole 70. St- yeah, stole <laughs> 70. So that, that, you know, it got me, I think that's, you know, a good reason why I got called up that September and uh, was a part of the, you know, the postseason roster. Let's talk about the art of the stolen base. I mean, there's been a lot of artists, but it, it's kind of died down. Uh, who's given you the, the most instruction? Who's told you? I, I would imagine Gary Pettis has had a hand in, in part of that. But tell me some tips that you've gotten. Uh, just kind of, it's honestly, for me, it's confidence. Um, when I was younger, or when I, was, when I first got drafted in 15, Cesar Cedeno was the guy that really influenced me to start running. And, uh, you know, I was kind of nervous of getting thrown out back then just because, you know, it's my first year in pro ball. You never, I mean, it's, it's kind of a big deal, you know. You don't want to get out. And, I mean, looking back, that's where you learn everything. I mean, right. you go back and none of that really matters. And it's all... Uh, you know, that's where you learn to be a baseball player. So um, ever since he taught me, like, just, you know, just go. If you get thrown out, you get thrown out. So uh, just the confidence and believing in yourself and, uh, you know, along just learning from guys like Gary and, uh, you know, other guys like that, just, you know, the techniques and whatnot, what to look for on pitchers is, uh, is uh, you know, those are just add-ons for, uh, for, the whole, for the whole art. What are some of the things you look for from pitchers? Just, you know, the first movement, some guys will, you know, they move their hips, their shoulders, just kind of, I kind of watch the first thing that moves on their body. And, um, you know, some people watch just heels and I'm, I cannot do that. So uh, I kind of, you know, 
a lot of the times like guys look will look at the overall picture. Right, yeah, yeah. I like to watch mainly in like the belt area. Okay. So sometimes guys will sway back, or you know, some guys are you know, some guys are tough. Some guys yet that you're you know, you're told to seal with a one one, which is stupid hard to do. So right. um, you know, some guys can be tougher than others, but yeah, you, I always try to find the first thing on the body that moves, and then kind of go from there. What about a left-handed pitcher? I mean, if he's quick to home plate, you got to go first movement first, no matter what, right? Yeah, yeah, I usually go first move regardless. But um, it's just yeah. depending on the situation. I mean, there's sometimes you know full count where you can kind of read it and then go, but um, more times than not, I'd go first move. What if, What if you know that the first baseman can't throw? Are you going to go first You're, move? This is a first barrage. Move regardless. Yeah. Huh? yeah. No, first move regardless. <laughs> I mean, um, that's just a plus. I mean, if, if they can't throw, kind of stay in the baseline. If they hit me, and I mean, it makes it much easier. Right. I read some. I, actually, it was uh, all-around good guy Brian McTaggart had a great story on you uh, a few weeks ago. And it, it's that you, you weren't a fan of running? What's up, what's up with that? Yeah, I mean, I, I don't like it. <laughs> I mean, it's... But you're so good at it. Yeah, I'm good at it, but I don't like... I mean, I don't think a lot of people here like to run. I'm really good at eating, and I do it a lot, <laughs> right? Yeah, so, well, yeah, I like to eat. Yeah. I like to eat. But, um, I mean, yeah, it's... I'm glad I'm good at running because it's definitely, you know, it's helped me in the sport. So, uh, um, but, yeah, I'm not a fan. Like, I don't... I wouldn't just go run to run. Right. For sure. But, um, yeah, I love running on the baseball field for sure. Obviously, you're, you're trying to improve a lot. What, what are some of the things that you can do to, to enhance that speed? What are some of the things that you work on uh, before the game, especially here in spring training? Uh, just workouts, you know, getting stronger. Um, you know, there's, you know, we do stuff in the weight room that helps with, like, agility and stuff like that. Just quick, you know, quick twitch muscles and uh, just staying in shape. You know, I, I'm kind of a guy that can't get bigger, so um, just kind of keeping my weight on, like, kind of similar, uh, close to what I'm at now and... Uh, just knowing my body and, you know, it's just keep my legs feeling good. A lot of hot tub and cold tub. Have you ever had anybody break down your, your mechanics of the way you run? Uh, yes, but not too serious. Kind of like in spring training, I think probably a couple years ago, they, we, got, we got really into running mechanics, and they would bring out the iPads and kind of videotape it. And it, they actually did it for a lot of us. So, uh, you know, they told me, you know, whether what was right and what was wrong. And, uh, you know, they had, they had videos of all the stealing, all the steel breaks and everything. So, uh -huh. you know, they'd, it was actually when Rachel was here. Rachel yeah. was our strength coach. And uh, she was like, yeah, you know, you're popping up there or whatever. So uh, they'd let us know um, throughout those, those videos. And uh, is it right, am I right that your, your foot strike needs to be underneath your hips yes. as much as possible? And that's yeah. where a lot of people mess up, right? Yes. Well, there's some guys that will cross over with their left leg. I mean, it's just preference. You can cross over with your left leg, or you can. I drop step with my right first, uh -huh. and then and then go. So when you're stealing a base, yes. Really? Oh yeah. yeah. That's interesting. Yep. Is that wasted motion or not? I think it's just more of a powerful position. It gets huh. me going a lot quicker. Um, I mean, like I said, there's preference. I think a lot of guys do the drop step. It's it's just it's something to now you'll start realizing. I mean, guys. I think Gary did a crossover, so. I mean, Gary could probably do it a different way. So, I mean, there's – I don't think there's really a right or a wrong way. So, um, like, just preference. So what kind of player do you want to be? So the last couple of years you played with Jake Marisnik. And I think for this year anyway, before some of these outfielders are, are free agents and who, who knows who's going to be back. But this year it looks like you're going to be used a lot like Jake Marisnik. We talked about that a little earlier this spring. and. You would agree with that, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, Jake's a you know Jake's a fan favorite. Mm -hmm. um, everyone loved Jake. Good, you know, amazing outfielder. Um, got some power to him as well. So, uh, 
you know, to be like Jake this year would be an honor. Um, yeah. You know, he takes a lot of pride in his outfield. I talked to Jake a lot. I, you know, had dinner with him the other night. So uh, kind of still talking with him. And, uh, you know, just, uh, you know, we have, a, we have an unbelievable team this year. I, everyone knows it. You know, the whole – from every position on the field, everyone can hit. And, you know, everyone plays defense. So uh, to be able to even go out there and help the team, whether it's late in the game, playing defense is just an honor. And, uh, you know, I take pride in that myself. Spring training is underway at the 15 ballpark of the Palm Beaches. Make plans now to see your Houston Astros in action against the Cardinals, the Red Sox, the Braves, and the Washington Nationals. For the best way to experience Florida, visit thepalmbeaches.com. And uh, we're joined by Astros outfielder Miles Starr. We're back with Miles. We're live from Duffy's Sports Grill, downtown West Palm Beach here in Clematis. This is Astroline presented by Carbach Brewing, crafted for serious fun. Back with more after this. Looking for a great place to bring your friends and family? Head on over to Carbach Brewing for some fresh craft beer and damn good eats. With our on-site restaurant and sprawling beer garden, there's always something for everyone to enjoy. So grab a Love Street Blonde or a Hopadillo IPA and kick back and relax. And keep up with all of our events by following us on social media at Carbach Brewing. Carbach Brewing crafted for serious fun. The sun is shining, the palms are swaying, and Astro Spring Training is back in West Palm Beach this spring. Come experience baseball and the Palm Beach is all in one place. Visit astros.com slash spring to download your 2020 spring training schedule or call 561-500-HITS for ticket information or to place your season ticket, suite, or party deck deposits today. That's 561-500-4487. Here comes the 1-1. This one's clubbed to left field. Going back on it, Brad Miller. He's on the warning track. He looks up, and it's gone. Miles Straw's second home run of the spring. He hit one in Lakeland a couple of days ago, and Straw popped one to left field and makes it a 3-2 ball game. How about what we're seeing from Miles Straw? The big knock on him has always been not a whole lot of power, doesn't pull a lot of balls, but we've seen him pull two home runs in the last three days. And that's lined in the center field, racing to his left, diving, he can't get it, it's Thomas, and it rolls all the way to the wall. Watch Miles Straw run, he's around second base, he is on his way to third, he's getting the windmill from Gary Pettis, here comes a throw to the plate by DeYoung, not even close, it's an inside the park home run for Miles Straw, seven to four Cardinals. I think Miles Straw would prefer the way he hit his last homer <laughs> over the wall that time. He's huffing and puffing. Going back to the dugout, man, he can fly around the bases. As soon as it got by Lane Thomas in center field, you knew he was going to be sit by Gary Pettis. So two home runs for Straw, one over the fence, one inside the park. Welcome back to Duffy Sports Grill. We are live from Clematis in West Palm Beach, Florida. Thank you for joining us for Astro Live, presented by Carbach Brewing, our flagship station, Sports Talk 790 KBME. Mike Coffin sitting in for Robert Ford alongside, alongside Steve Sparks. And we have Astros outfielder Miles Straw here with us. Uh, Miles, what, was, what, what do you think was tougher, Robert uh, calling that home run or are you actually doing the inside the park home run, Matri- matriculating around the, the bases? Uh, probably calling it. <laughs> you think so, huh? Oh, yeah. <laughs> so have you ever sat on the bench, Miles, and tried to broadcast Try to do the play-by-play or when you're shagging or doing anything like that. Because there's, there's a couple of guys that are in the league now. Jeff Brantley is one of them I can think of. Cincinnati Reds. He was a relief pitcher. He said his whole life his dream was to be a broadcaster. 
and baseball just got in the way for a while. Sure. And he sat out there and broadcasted all the time. Anybody, uh, does anybody Dwayne do Kuyper that? Nick Tannelly does it. Nick Tannelly does it. He he's does? pretty good. He does. He's pretty. Yeah, he's he pretty does good. It. He does it. He's also pretty good at interviews as well. Yeah, he uh, he's a yeah he's a big fan of that. So uh, he likes to uh, he'll sit there and uh, you know do he'll do the whole play calling and everything and uh, he, get, he makes me laugh pretty good. Can he freestyle? Can he do some stuff? Like, he did today. Yeah, he you, did. Him and uh, Chaz McCormick had a rap battle today. In the who, who won? Uh, Tantalu. Hands yeah, he, down? Yeah, he destroyed him. <laughs> he got him pretty good. How would you rank on the team? Top 10% freestyle rap? Oh, yeah, yeah. I don't think a lot of people really freestyle rap. Tanny's probably number one, I'd say. But where would you rank? Oh, uh, just depends what day you get me on. Really? Yeah. So you practice. Some days are better. Not, no, I don't practice, but uh, some days are definitely better than others. What's your favorite uh, musical genre? What, what music do you like to listen to? Um, show tunes or not really? I, I listen, oh, just, I listen to about everything. I, I like country music. Yeah? Yeah, I like I'm country. I'm with that. Yep. Robert, do you like Robert O'Keefe? Uh, is that Texas? Yeah. Uh, I don't. Really. I, I just yeah, said that because Steve Sparks. Yeah, he didn't. He didn't know who Robert. I never heard I of like, him. Yeah, I haven't heard of him. No. All right. Who's the Who's the craziest guy in the clubhouse? The most wild guy. In terms, of you never know what's going to come out of his mouth. Oh. Uh, Besides Re you. Reddick's pretty crazy. <laughs> yeah. You never. Sometimes you never know you're going to get with Red, but uh, he cracks me up as well. Okay, so so I'm not in the in the clubhouse much, but what I have seen, uh, you've got a knack for impersonating guys. Including a lot of the pitchers on the team, but have you been doing this for a long time? And tell me how this has kind of gone gone about. Um, yeah, I just, I mean, you get so many unique stances, and uh, you know, I think you do Davinsky spot yeah, on. Yeah, like Devo is very unique. You'll never see another Devo just what he's got going on, and uh, like Bregman and you know several other guys. So uh, Granky is very unique. So uh, they'll get me up in the clubhouse and make me do them in the morning meetings, and uh, it's. They, yeah, they take advantage of it. They, they like laugh? to see it. No. <laughs> I, he doesn't. I actually think he wants to kill me. So, uh, um, I've been kind of avoiding Granky lately. And uh, I don't know if he likes me. It doesn't or whatever. But, uh, you know, Granky's, Granky's a funny dude. He can pitch. Oh, yeah. He's, he's amazing. Yep. Really good today. Yep. You mentioned the early meetings. What, what are your impressions uh, early on with uh, Dusty Baker? Uh, Dusty's awesome. He's uh, definitely different from AJ. Um, just a different style. He's kind of, um, you know, more old school. He's laid back. He's kind of just, you know, he, he makes his trip around the fields right now. He, you know, he, he likes to watch the young guys and, uh, you know, he gives attention to, you know, you know, the vets. Like I said, the guys that have been, haven't been passed double A. So, you know, he makes you, he makes you feel good as a player. He makes sure, um, he makes sure um, he's like checking. Yeah, he's checking up on you know the young guys, yeah. and you know he's he's just he's being super involved and uh, very welcoming to. I mean, we've been welcoming to him and vice versa. So, uh, you know, he's been awesome so far. Miles, just with the stories he's kind of told us, and he got to the big leagues when he was 19 years old. I feel like he wants you guys to be able to rely on each other a lot. He doesn't want to get in the middle of a lot of that stuff, but he wants you guys. He wants to treat you like men. Yeah, oh yeah. He uh he kind of lets you go about your business. He just kind of sits back and watches. Mm -hmm. So uh you know, he knows the players on this team are really good and the team he's coming to is, you know, is obviously really good. So uh like I said, he he'll kind of just sit back, he'll watch BP, watch, you know, how guys go about their business and uh you know, if he has input, he's not shy of, you know, telling you what he thinks and uh you know, he he tells a lot of old stories. Yeah. 
you know, with him and Hank Aaron, and uh, <laughs> you know, he's got a lot of good detail to uh, to share just because he's been around the game for so long, which is uh, you know, really cool to hear about, especially you know, guys like Hank Aaron. I mean, I mean, he's one of the best it's ever. A legend. Played, so yeah, it's yeah. a legend. So uh, to hear stories about what he's gone through is uh, very special. Cause, I mean, it, you know, when you talk about adversity, one of the things that struck me today listening to to Dusty. You know, he said that the biggest thing that he's worried about or was worried about as a player was the adversity from within and, and, and battling yourself and your doubts and what you think you can do, what you think you can't do. And this is a, a tough enough game as it is when you're when you're doubting yourself, right? I mean, that, that's something you have to really combat right off the bat. Oh, yeah. I, I feel like when you doubt yourself in this game, you have zero chance. I mean, that's kind of, you know, it's kind of like a thing. My coach used to tell me, if you think you can or you can't, you're right. And, uh, you know, I'm a firm believer. If, if, if you have any doubt at the plate, I mean, it's usually not going to be a good ending. Um, so, I mean, it's just confidence. I mean, whether you're struggling or not, I mean, it's hard. It's hard you know, when you're struggling, it's hard to, to really feel good. But, um, you know, feeling bad for yourself isn't going to get you very far, that's for sure. You start thinking about trying to have positive thoughts. In the last few years, we see people step out, step out of the box. They have their little routine. They look at some little speck on the batter or whatever. Do you have a, a routine like that? Uh, I'm, I, I just strap my batting gloves. I know a lot of several guys that – you know, do that. Like, I know Longoria does the whole foul pole. He'll step out and look at the foul pole. Yep. Or, uh, I see Josh James. Josh do James does the foul pole as well. He'll step mm -hmm. off and look out there. So uh, I just kind of unstrap my batting gloves. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm, not a, I'm not too big into that, but mm -hmm. that's kind of my gig. September call-up in 2018. Got a good chunk of time last year in the big leagues. And there's been a lot of continuity with the Astros in terms of their minor league coaches going up to the bigs. You had Troy Snicker as a hitting coach in, in 2018. Uh, just to just to be able to see his face last year when you get the the call up to the big leagues again, how comforting is that to know what Troy brings to the table and the fact that he's he's got your back? Yeah, Troy's Troy's awesome. Um, I actually had him in uh, in high as that's well. That's right. That's right. I had him in Bowie's Creek. I had him in Double A. So uh, I've definitely had some time with Snicker, and uh, you know I call him in the off season. We talk, you know, just about hunting or whatever. I don't hunt myself, but uh, we'll talk some good amounts. He likes to check up on me, so. Uh, um, just having someone close, I, I mean, he's more of a, you know, he's more than a hitting coach to me. You know, he's like a, you know, he's like family. So uh, if I ever need anything, you know, I'll reach out to him. And, uh, you know, he's always checking, checked on the baby and everything. So it's nice when you have people closer to you than, you know, just as your coach uh, to go to for, you know, more than just baseball or whatever. So Miles, there, there's something to be said to, to have those close relationships and know that there's people in the dugout that are actually pulling for you personally, isn't it? Oh, yeah. I mean, it's that's like I think about it every day. It's coming to the yard. It's we all love baseball. But at the end of the day, it's like this is like your family here. And, uh, you know, you spend more time with these guys than your own family. Mm -hmm. So uh, a lot of people, I mean, a lot of us know that and uh, we all love each other. And, you know, that's why we have such a good time where I don't think it's like that in every other clubhouse. So, uh, you know, we go in there and kind of you make sure you kind of see everyone throughout the day and uh, I mean, just anyone I can go up to, whether it's, you know, medical staff or, you know, I see Gene every day in the hallway several times a day. Hey, now. Or, you know, another, you know, Verlander, whoever it may be. I mean, you know, you always, you know, it's always good to see everybody just around that place. Obviously, you're, you're still, you know, you're battling to make this club. It's a, it's a fierce competition. But what, what is it like? I wonder what it's like in spring training this year as opposed to previous years where you, you know where you have to be. You're not worried about am I in the right room here, right room there. I mean, what? Is there a is there a, a, a higher comfort level for you? Uh yeah, I mean, 
I just it's it's comforting knowing all the players. Um, to whereas you know first year guys don't really know how players, you know the personalities and same with the coaches. So uh, you know you kind of know where everything is, how people are, and uh, it's uh, it's nice just kind of knowing how spring is rolling and um, you know it just it makes it a lot easier for sure. Miles, you you talk about how much time you spend with your teammates and how much it feels like family. But in the minor leagues, it's almost times two, right? Oh, yeah. You take some of these bus rides. Michael and I were talking about during the broadcast today that the shortest trip that they take is seven hours. And in their division, they have a team that's 12 hours away. Yeah. Tell me about some of the bus rides in the minor leagues. Oh, uh, a lot of back pain. <laughs> a lot you of... remember the worst one you ever took and when you oh, got yeah. there? Yep, Arkansas. Yeah. Arkansas, 12 hours. 15 hours. Oh, is it 12? Well, uh, Springfield's 14. But uh, okay, what so is Springfield. it? I mean, at this point, or I think we're splitting. It's just, yeah, right. it depends bus on the, the bus stop. The You're bus, we, you know, we'll take four bus stops or five bus stops, and it's, you know, turns into 14, 15 hours. Yeah. So, uh. What's uh, your, what's your maneuver? Are you, are you an aisle guy? Do you lay across? How do you, how do you do it? Um. You got, the, you got the swimming floaties. I don't, you probably don't even want to think about this. Right yeah, now. I don't even want to think about it. Why are we it, talking but, uh, about this, Miles? I think yeah, these are I, great I, stories. I think, I think I bring like a yoga mat and I lay on the ground. Yeah. So I got a body pillow. Yeah. So whatever. I, yeah. I probably try to lay out because uh, my back would be destroyed if I sat up and for 14 hours. Well, the the charter flights, so they got to be terrible, right? I mean, that's that's just as bad. Yeah. Just yeah. Kidding. They're real bad. <laughs> they're real bad. They got everything on there. Um, you know, Yuli, I'll, I'll walk in, I'll see Yuli with, like, 14 pillows. And, uh, yeah, yeah those it's a have, different style. I remember the, the, the first trip I took on a major league plane after spending 10 years in the ma- in minor leagues is that somebody was on a tray at the front of the airplane, and when we took off, he slid down the middle of this thing he, like he was skiing uh, through the middle aisle. There yeah. was, like, no rules. It oh, was yeah. like a frat house. And I was going, what are we doing? Yeah, I mean. And I probably got some airlines in trouble just now. <laughs> Maybe. I mean, the, the flight attendants are always like, do you want to come in here and hang out or whatever yeah. for takeoff? And, I mean, you can sit wherever. You can lay down. You can stand up during takeoff. Like, it's pretty. That's the best part of the Do you jump in the air list. when you take off, or is that just in elevators? Uh, just in elevators. Just in elevators. Yeah, when, it, when they stop, yep. What's your favorite city that the, you've been to so far? Favorite city? And then give me the ballpark. Mm, I really like the comedy. I Honestly, Denver. I liked oh. Colorado a lot. Just the city. And I like Seattle a lot, too. Seattle's a good city, and I like Denver. The field, definitely in Denver, is probably... Just because you Minute can Maid. show off like and Minute, run around. Yeah, I do like Minute Maid a lot. But um, other than Minute Maid, I love uh, Coors Field School. And... Being able to walk to the ballpark is always fun. That's uh, awesome. Downtown yep. there is great. Yep. What, what about restaurants around the league? You got your go-tos? Um, I like Mastro's. Mastro's a good steakhouse, yeah. It's good. Whenever we play the Angels? Yep, right, yep. There, by the, right there by the hotel. Yeah. Don't say the hotel. <laughs> yep. <laughs> you catch every weekend game or a game against every opponent the Astros face this season with a 28-game plan. Pick the plan and the seats. Uh, that work best for you. For details and to select your plan today, visit astros.com slash season tickets. How to do with that read, Miles? Was that pretty good? Well executed? No issues. Even with the Oxford comma. We're joined by Astros outfielder Miles Straw. I'll have a lot more to come here on Astro Line. We're back live from Duffy's Sports Grill, downtown West Palm Beach. Again, this is Astro Line presented by Carbach Brewing, crafted for serious fun right here on the Astros Radio Network. Looking for a great place to bring your friends and family? 
head on over to Carbach Brewing for some fresh craft beer and damn good eats. With our on-site restaurant and sprawling beer garden, there's always something for everyone to enjoy. So grab a Love Street Blonde or a Hopadillo IPA and kick back and relax. And keep up with all of our events by following us on social media at Carbach Brewing. Carbach Brewing, crafted for serious fun. The sun is shining, the palms are swaying, and Astro Spring Training is back in West Palm Beach this spring. Come experience baseball and the Palm Beach is all in one place. Visit astros.com slash spring to download your 2020 spring training schedule or call 561-500-HITS for ticket information or to place your season ticket, suite, or party deck deposits today. That's 561 561- Five zero zero four four eight seven. Welcome back to Astro Line, presented by Carbach Brewing. We're live here at Duffy Sports Grill in downtown West Palm Beach on Clematis. Mike Coffin with Steve Sparks. Our, our special guest today is Astros outfielder Miles Straw. We're here at, at Duffy. Some outstanding grub. What's your favorite sports bar food? What's your go-to when you come watch the game? Uh, wings. Wings. Yep. Hot. Barbecue. Barbecue. Yep. A little, little sweet, little, yeah, I like a little Barbecue sweet or, or like a Caribbean jerk. When do we get really like serious? When do we get really serious, Miles, or, or do you never, since you're still really young, do you get serious about your diet, like after the Super Bowl or anything like that? Um, no, not too serious yet. Just never. Not yet. No. What Does your diet change at all in the offseason? Wait off till season? you're 21. Uh, yes, for for the worse, not for the better. <laughs> um, I, I probably eat better throughout the season just because of the food the team puts out, but yeah. uh, not too bad, no. And you said that you have a hard time keeping weight on. Yeah, yeah, I stay pretty active. Um, I go to I go to the gym pretty frequently and uh, stay pretty busy outdoors. So, so you're used to in the minor leagues, and guys will go through this forever. And if you're on this team's 26 man roster to begin the season, good chance you're not going to be playing every day. Mm-hmm. So how are you going to stay sharp? Uh, I mean, I get out there pretty, you know, for early work and stuff pretty mm-hmm. often, and uh, you know the food they. You know, the workouts is another thing. I mean, I work out, you know, every couple of days. So uh, Vern does a good job with that. And, uh, you know, the, the food they provide there is, is, you know, it's pretty healthy. So um, I think just with eating that food, it's, it's, it's pretty, you know, it's pretty tough to let myself go for right. sure. Well, we've talked about your hitting. We've talked about your, your stealing base prowess. Uh, one thing that really jumped out to me about watching you in, in Corpus Christi for a, almost a full season in 2018, well, not really a full season, but you get my point. But anything that was hit in the air to center field, you tracked it down, man. What's the key for you defensively? Is it, is it the first step? I mean, is it reading the hitters? What, what goes through your mind? Um, yeah, it's just, uh, it's just the first step. Um, just, you know, being out there my whole life, it's kind of, you know, you just kind of get used to it out there. I mean... It's a lot different in the infield. You have a lot more time. But, I mean, yeah, the first step is huge. I feel like if you can, you know, you never want to coast to a ball. But if you get a good first step, you have a, you have a good chance of getting to a ball, especially, you know, if you're, you know, you're a pretty quick outfielder. And for the last five or six years, Gary Pettis, your third base coach, also the outfield coach, uh, probably one of the best instructors as far as outfielders go in the major leagues. Uh, tell me what it's like uh, under his tutelage because it looks like not only do you guys have a lot of fun, but you learn a lot and, and keep each other accountable. Oh yeah, uh, Gary's awesome. Um, I think he won five Gold Gloves. Yeah. So, um, you know, Gary's very knowledgeable, and um, that's definitely a guy you want to listen to. He knows what he's talking about, and um, 
you know, it's funny because the guys give them such a hard time just about every day. Uh, I'm not going to, you know, I'm not going to repeat what they say to them, but it's, it is, it's hilarious just because we love Gary. He's a good dude. Um, you know, he's another guy that's more, you know, it's, he's, he's more than just a coach. He'll, you know, if you need something other than uh, baseball, he'll uh, reach out and help you. So, uh, you know, I just, I really appreciate people like that. And, uh, you know, Gary's, you know, there's nothing, there's nothing bad you can say about Gary. What's that little group like together? Because it looks like a, a close unit, the, you, the outfielders, right? Yeah, I mean, um, yeah, you got your different groups. I feel like the infields, it's pretty, you know, it's pretty, uh, it's more of like a Latin vibe. You got the Latin On guys the in the infield, right? yep, With and then Bregman you got the outfield. Yep, and you get the outfield, and it's more like, kind of like a, it's almost like a screw you Gary vibe, but we love Gary. <laughs> it's, it's more of like a good, like, we love you, Gary, but we're going to tell you to, you know, just talk, more of like Red and noise. George. Yeah. Screw you, Gary. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, uh, Gary's awesome. And, uh, there's a lot you can learn from that guy for sure. Well, you mentioned moving to the infield a little bit, kind of moving all over the place. What's the biggest challenge from, from going to the outfield to playing, you know, second base or shortstop? Uh, I think just being, you're on a clock all the time. Um, in the outfield, I mean, you never want to, you know, be be lazy, but you don't have to really worry about a guy going to second on a on a you know a routine base hit. To whereas, you know, I think the average big league home to first time is probably four point two five, like maybe yeah. like four point two seconds or something. So I mean, just being on a clock, it's it's weird. I've never been used to it. So uh, just kind of you know having to hurry is is the main thing. Did you play little infield at all growing up? Uh, maybe a couple games. Yeah, never, never really set in stone as an infielder, but uh, you know, it's it's fun. When did when did you realize that you were the fastest guy on the field as a kid, or were you the fastest guy on the field? I guess is the first question. Yeah, I always, I've, <laughs> I've always been the quickest. Uh, probably just the first day. I've always probably just wanted to race kids when I was younger. So. Uh, so you knew it right away, right? Yeah. Yeah. And the big debate that goes around over and over and over again: Should kids play? more than one sport a hundred percent and what what did you do uh i grew up playing basketball football and baseball and basketball is my favorite yeah yeah i love basketball and why do you think that's such an advantage to where you are right now just the movements i think just you know it keeps your i don't know just i feel like the movements are so different in every sport you know basketball is very lateral um you know it just it's and it's all it's i feel like it's throughout the whole year you can play sports and it just it's good for a kid um mm -hmm. it gives them something to do and uh you know it's who knows maybe one kid starts off playing baseball and he hasn't tried basketball and maybe he ends up liking basketball and you know it goes on from there so uh i just think it's good for kids and uh, i'm you know looking back i'm super glad i played you know all those different sports and uh I wouldn't definitely wouldn't have changed it for anything. Tell me about your parents. I mean, did they push you in sports, or were they just really encouraging? What were they like? Yeah, uh, you know, they took me to all my. You know, they always wanted me to play. Um, it was actually my mom that, uh, you know, she always used to take me to the YMCA to play basketball when I was younger, and she's the one that kind of signed me up. And at first, I didn't want to do it, and then, uh, you know, I I went into. Uh, really enjoy it and that's like i said it was probably my favorite sport playing i wasn't the best at it but yeah i was definitely better at baseball but i like playing basketball more a 12th round pick in, in, in 2015 when did you realize that you could make a future in baseball and, and have that be your your livelihood uh i you know i like to tell myself that in high school honestly um i thought i had a good chance in high school my coaches would always tell me that uh you know if, if you just take it serious you'll have a really good chance in this game so uh you know, ever since then, but um, in pro ball, 
just about the whole time. You know, I've, I've always been a believer in myself, and, uh, you know, every single player that steps on the field should. I mean, if not, you're in the wrong sport. So, uh, um, yeah, I mean, just as far as I can think back is, is, is to high school. All right, last question. Who's the one guy that hasn't been in the major leagues yet that you think sh- should get a better opportunity pretty soon? Taylor Jones. Really? Yeah, Taylor tell me, Jones. Tell, is, tell us about him. Um, I'll first say he's probably the best human I've ever met. Really? Oh, he's the best. Yeah, he's. Wow, that's big. Yeah, he's probably the best overall human I've ever met. And, uh, you know, that guy, he'll do anything for anybody. But, um, you know, he's just very, he's a very good defensive first baseman. I mean, he hits for average. He hits for power. There's not a lot of, you know. I've never really seen him struggle, struggle, to, like, and it's going to happen. I mean, it happens right. with everyone, but um, he just, I mean. Just consistent. He just, yeah, he deserves it. I mean, he's going to, he works his butt off. He's he's a grinder, and he's, uh, you know, he just flies under the radar. He doesn't want, you know, people to think he's, you know, feeling himself too much or anything, and uh, he just works really hard, and uh, he, I don't know, I just, I love that guy. Final, final question. So, Obviously, something that, that uh, Taylor is striving for is his big league debut. Your September the 15th, 2018 against Arizona. What can you tell us? What do you remember most about when you were told you were going to the show and, and that day in particular when you actually got in the ballgame? Uh, yeah, I was in Memphis, and Rodney Linares was our manager, and I was 0 for 5 that night. <laughs> and he was like, uh, he, he called me in. He was almost like, you know, you're 0 for 5, but don't go for 5 tomorrow because you're going to the big leagues. I'm like, oh. I just I, I didn't even know what to think. I, I couldn't. Typical I, I monotone, was, didn't even raise his yeah, voice. Yeah, I thought he was joking. And, uh, you know, sure enough, he wasn't. And, you know, I got to Houston, and I made my debut. I pinch ran for, I think, Altuve. So, uh, <laughs> it was, yeah, it was pretty fun. It's, I'm not, I'll never forget. I think the craziest thing was was uh, the first fly ball I got was kind of like the most nerve-wracking thing. I don't know why, because, you know, I'm super comfortable in the outfield. And uh, But my first at-bat, I wasn't too nervous. It was, it was definitely the first fly ball I got, just because, you know, the lights are just so much brighter in, the, in Minute Maid than any other park I played in. So for some reason, I thought the ball was going to get stuck in the line. I don't know. Just, <laughs> I, I felt like there was something going on that wasn't, you know, something was going to happen. I'm like, you know, something's probably going to go wrong or something. So, uh um, yeah, that was probably the biggest thing for me. Well, uh, certainly a, a tremendous uh, experience for you, and uh, this has been a, a wonderful night tonight. Again, thanks for, for making the time to join us here on AstroLine. Anytime. Very yeah, good. Lot Astros outfielder Miles Straw, everybody. Miles, best of luck this year, bud. Thank you. You're going to ask me who my uh, favorite AA radio guy was? Who's your favorite AA radio guy in all your years? Mike. There we go, right here. Mike. All right. I was going to go Sam Levitt. <laughs> Michael Coffin. Sam's a, Sam's a close second. Yeah. All right, right back with uh, more of AstroLine here from live from uh, Duffy Sports Grill, downtown West Palm Beach. Again, this is AstroLine presented by Carbach Brewing, crafted for serious fun on the Astros radio network. Looking for a great place to bring your friends and family? Head on over to Carbach Brewing for some fresh craft beer and damn good eats. With our on-site restaurant and sprawling beer garden, there's always something for everyone to enjoy. So grab a Love Street Blonde or a Hopadillo IPA and kick back and relax. And keep up with all of our events by following us on social media at Carbach Brewing. Carbach Brewing. 
crafted for serious fun. The sun is shining, the palms are swaying, and Astro Spring Training is back in West Palm Beach this spring. Come experience baseball and the Palm Beach is all in one place. Visit astros.com slash spring to download your 2020 spring training schedule or call 561-500-HITS for ticket information or to place your season ticket, suite, or party deck deposits today. That's 561-500-4487. And we're back here live from Duffy Sports Grill in downtown West Palm Beach. This is Astro Live presented by Carbach Brewing. Crafted for serious funds. Hey, folks, uh, 2020 Astros season tickets are on sale now. Enjoy some of the best seats and exclusive benefits throughout the year at Minute Maid Park. For tickets and more info, visit astros.com slash season tickets or call 1-877-9-ASTROS today. We just had uh, Miles Straw, Astros outfitter, join us on Mike Coffin along with Steve Sparks. Sparky, you, you got closer to me, man. You, you scooted over. I did. You know, I, I, I felt like uh, it didn't make sense that we would be, spend so much time together away from each other when we're going to be two feet away from each other in the car for two and a half hours. Yeah, Fort, Fort Myers, here we come, Fort right? Myers, play the Boston Red Sox. That'll be fun. Well, here we are, and what, how many weeks left uh, before? Two and a half. Day, two and a half. What are your first, what are your impressions thus far through camp? Uh, first impression uh, that I see a little bit of difference in the team just about every single day, and Miles could have spoken to this much better, but I feel like the team's becoming more of themselves, you know, the longer we kind of get into this. Uh, of course, there was a lot of scrutiny at, at the beginning of camp, but uh, that's going to be the toughest part is, is not knowing what lies ahead. You know, every city that they go to, you know, there's going to be questions about how many times they're going to have to answer, answer the same questions. Is, is that the, the biggest challenge that they're going to face this year? I think so. You know, and I think Dusty Baker is perfect for this job to, to be able to be the, the front man for a lot of this, but for a lot of these players, you know, Altuve and Bregman and Brantley and even Miles, there's going to be a lot of players that are going to have to answer uh, the same questions every city that they go to. And there's going to be scrutiny and there's going to be jerks. They're going to come in and try to stir things up. So uh, to be able to, to keep their cool, uh, focus on, on uh, being a united uh, team and, and to lean on each other, I think it's going to be paramount. Well, one thing that jumped out to me, we had Lance Bertman during the broadcast today, yeah. uh, this afternoon, and he was talking about guys who just thrive for the the repetitions in terms of getting their work in before the games and, was and even, even late at night because they look forward to it. They, they look forward to that entire process of just kind of losing themselves. And, and that's one of the hallmarks of, of this club in particular. Miles is a great exa example of that. Not only do they, they put the work in, but they want to put the work in, and it really creates a nice environment to just kind of separate yourself from, from all the noise. That's the weird thing about baseball, and maybe the weird thing about professional athletes, period, is their ability to, to really put aside everything that's going on off of the field once the game starts, whether it's relationships or you know family troubles or, or whatever it is, uh, whatever's going on with this team right now. I think in the, the three, three and a half hours that they're – uh, on the field together, I think that it's almost uh, therapeutic to go out there and do what they know best, and that's to go out there and compete on a very high level. And I think what makes this almost fun is to know that this team is extremely talented, and they can draw on a lot of experiences that they've had in the past because they've had so much success and they know how to win. Well, obviously a dynamic club, particularly on the offensive side with this lineup, it's, yeah. it's tremendous, you know, one through, uh, one through nine, really. 
Uh, obviously, you need pitching. You need pitching. You need even more pitching. Today was a great example for the Astros, a tremendous outing uh, for a number of guys that, that really looked like they were already in midseason form. It's great to see two guys in particular, Ryan Presley and Roberto Osuna, get on the mound. Uh, haven't seen them yet this year, and they're wildly talented. And t- for them to go out there and know uh, if they go through their progressions this spring and stay healthy, that you have a lead going through seven innings of any baseball game, you feel great about your op- your chances to to lock that win down. And that's what it's all about. Uh, you and I talked about during the the course of this broadcast how competitive we think that the American League West is going to be compared to maybe last year when it was the Astros and the Oakland A's, but it looks like there's going to be two more pretty good competitors. Well, one guy that started today, obviously, for the Astros was, was Zach Greinke. Uh, looked extremely sharp mm-hmm. in his second Grapefruit League outing. What jumped out to you most? Uh, touching 91, you know, in spring training is big, so you know the arm strength is really good right now. And more than anything else, I don't expect anything different from a 36-year-old who's on a career path to be a Hall of Famer is to go out there and execute pitches, and that's what he does time and time again. And we've seen it for... You know, 15 years now, him just being himself and not trying to do too much, but just uh, the art of pitching uh, exudes from Zach Greinke, probably the closest pitcher in this generation that we've seen uh, to maybe a Greg Maddox. Yeah, throwback guy. Yeah. Well, the other side of the coin, uh, a a youngster in Josh James getting the start tomorrow against the Red Sox in in, in Fort Myers, a big part of the Astros puzzle this year. What do you you look for out of of Josh this spring? I think that the Astros coaching staff is rooting for Josh James to be the fifth starter. I think if he can control, when you talk about ceilings on players, uh, I, I look at it this way. Do I want somebody like Josh James, whose ceiling is extremely high, to pitch 150 or 180 innings, or do I want him to be my sixth inning reliever? And for me, it's to be a starter. And, and I think he's got a chance to be you know, a very good major league starter if he can kind of hone some things. And there's been some comparisons to maybe the, the arm strength and the mechanics and things like that to Garrett Cole. And I think, uh, you know, I don't care about whether or not it's fair or unfair. It's there, you know. And if you have a chance to maybe mold somebody to be anywhere near what Garrett Cole was for this team the last two years, I think you go for it. Tomorrow, Josh James against the Red Sox in Fort Myers. And then on Friday, a 6.05 start, a night game against the Mets with Lance McCullers Jr. on the mound. Now, this is a, a perfect uh, place to play baseball, wonderful ballpark, and this town is tremendous. And what, what can you say to the folks who are listening back in Houston that haven't been to spring training to get them here? Because this is a, a wild time. Uh, the best part is, is this city and this area is fantastic. I mean, places here like Duffy's and the restaurants are phenomenal. you got the, the ocean and the beaches. Uh, you got a beautiful ballpark. And I think my favorite thing is the proximity to a lot of other uh, teams with the Marlins and the Cardinals just 10 minutes up the road and uh, the Mets at Port St. Lucie just 45 minutes away. It's a great situation proximity-wise. That's going to do it for us here this uh, this evening. Uh, be sure to join us tomorrow at 11.50 for Astro Launch as the Astros take on the Red Sox. A special thanks to Duffy Sports Grill on Clematis, our flagship radio station Sports Talk 790 back home in Houston, and to Carbach Brewing for bringing you Astro Line throughout the winter and spring season. Bob Elliott, our studio engineer, Matt Boltz, the Silver Fox uh, here. <laughs> Uh, pushing all the right buttons. Uh, our next installment of Astro Line is Wednesday, March 11th. Uh, so we'll see you on the radio then. For Miles Straw, for Mr. Steve Sparks, good night. You're listening to the Astros Radio Network. Houston is the city we love. A city of heart, resolve, determination. A city we embody as we suit up and step on the field 
each day. We play for the H on our caps, for the legacy we will build together. We play for our city, our home, for the H. Hey, Rob Bradford here. You guys know I'm always up for a good MVP story, and one of the best stories is Wasabi Technology. Wasabi is the world's hottest cloud storage company, and it's become the go-to provider for professional and collegiate sports teams, including 20 major league baseball teams like the Red Sox and NHL teams like the Bruins and Vancouver Canucks. Even the Liverpool Football Club is getting in on Wasabi action. So why is Wasabi the MVP? Well, Wasabi was purpose-built to free businesses from skyrocketing storage costs and unpredictable transaction fees that the Amazons the world are charging. In fact, Wasabi is up to 80% less than those hyperscalers and doesn't charge a cent for businesses to access their data. From Wasabi's AI-enabled intelligent media storage, Wasabi Air, to the industry's only cloud storage service with triple protection against cyber criminals, data deletion, and ransomware, Wasabi's taking the lead in driving innovation in data storage and helping sports teams to unleash the power of their data. Wasabi, another Boston-based championship team. 